Right, so I'm delighted to be joined in the downtown den today by Claire Liddy, who is the Director for Innovation at Alderhey, uh, a world-renowned hospital for uh, children's services. Uh, but uh, I know Claire will tell us they're involved in so much more as well. Uh, welcome to the den, Claire. Hi, 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 Frank. Thank you for having me. Really pleased to um, be in the den today. Yeah, it's great to see you. And of course, you know, all businesses have been challenged in recent weeks. The lockdown has been uh, difficult for all of us. But I'm guessing um, for your organisation, it's been doubly, if not trebly hard uh, during the course of the last uh, three months or so. Yeah, and I think I think for all the hay, you know, um, in terms of our story, I think it's probably a little bit and um, more unique than than other hospitals across the um um the the England. So we're a children's hospital, um, and we you know are specialists in, in what we do. Um, so so what happens at Alder Hay, um, and I don't think this happened to any of the other children's hospitals across England, is we were asked by the uh, Cheshire and Merseyside region to help. And we were really worried um, in the city that there wouldn't be enough beds for adult COVID patients. So where Alder Hay uh, felt it could help is we've got a huge critical care unit um, at Alder Hay. You know, it's one of our, our specialities, um, having um, PICU, which is Paediatric Intensive Care and um, HDU as well. Um, so quite early on in, in, in March, um, we, um, we worked with the national guidance, which was to, to kind of turn off basically all of the planned elective operations. And we had about a... I think about a two week window where we needed to rapidly um, turn on um, an adult critical care unit at Alder Hay. Um, I was um, actually redeployed to that project. So as part of being director of innovation, they felt because that was something you know quite radical that we were gonna be doing, they asked me to support that, that project. So I took on lots of different roles over a three month period in terms of helping with training and getting staff fit tested for their PPE. Um, help him um, get the supplies and, and everything we needed to open this adult unit. So we went for about a three-week um, kind of accelerated program to train up um, over 200 members of Alder Hayes nursing team to be ready to treat adult patients. So it was quite remarkable, really, what we did. Um, and I remember the day that the first adult came um, over in the ambulance, um, and we were ready to go. Um, so it was. You know, um, it was all like on fast forward, but you know, that, I think that patient actually came from Leighton Hospital um, down in, in Cheshire. Um, so over the next few weeks then, um, what happened was, is to allow us to um, staff, you know, an adult um, unit, we had to redeploy lots of staff um, and to move things around um, to keep the, the rest of the hospital safe. Um, so during that time when we got adults, I think in total we got a total of 11 adults um, over that period, over the Easter break actually. Um, so everybody really, you know, um, kind of got involved, you know, morale was good because everybody was part of um, problem solving. So it was a really um, emotional time for Alder Hay and I think as a hospital um, we, we, we really tried to make sure um, everyone was involved. So we moved to um, the chief exec having a daily broadcast every day at 12.30 so all staff uh, could tune in um, for half an hour and find out what was going on and you could ask a, a question as well so that was something new that we did 
which we'd never done before, having a live broadcast um, every day. And I think that really helped actually, because you know it calmed the nerves and it, it just got people you know up to speed with what was happening and how we were handling it and um, all the all them type of information that people needed to have. It was really interesting for children because um, children um, do, do get um, COVID, but they don't have the same effects as adults. So it's quite unusual, I think, for children, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but for, for children to, to get really ill from COVID. So uh, we've only had a, a handful of children who've tested positive during the, um, the last few months. And what we saw, actually, which was really, really um, crazy to, to understand is the numbers of children who turned up at our A&E department went right down. Um, I think over the Easter period, we were down at 20 odd children a day when we normally have 180. So the whole impact of the lockdown, yeah. you know, and kids not being in school, probably not um, getting bugs, meant that the, um, the kids stopped coming to A&E. Um, so that was a challenge that we never thought we'd be up against. So we had to do quite a lot of work there around communications, you know, and reaching out and making sure that information was out there for families. Because what you don't want is, is, you know, parents keeping children at home and then, you know, not coming um, for urgent care. Yeah. So that was a journey we went on. I think we're back up now to about 120 children from Liverpool coming to A&E. Um, but that's been quite slow in terms of that ramp up. Um, so there's some of the kind of, you know, acute challenges we had at the beginning. Um, but then I guess over the last few months, what happened was um, we really started to feel the challenge around PPE. So personal protective equipment was a big, a big challenge, a big theme. Um, you know, and we weren't the only one. Um, lots of hospitals across the city um, were struggling to have enough PPE. So I guess with older hay, you know, we turned that challenge into a big opportunity is what we did is we, we basically repurposed the innovation team at older hay. So we've got, as I said to you um, before we um, started the interview, we've got an innovation center at older hay where there are about um, 12 members of staff who work in there dedicated on taking forward innovation in, in a healthcare pediatric setting. So we repurposed them to help with all of the latest problems with COVID. Um, and having enough um, um, consumable kit, uh, whether it be masks, whether it be visors, whether it be gowns, was something that the innovation team really turned into a, a big opportunity. So as part of being involved in innovation, what we do really well is we work with industry partners, we work with local businesses, SMEs, we work with the universities, um, and we work with big businesses. So we, we really reached out to the community across the city um, and some of the members of the LET board as well helped us. And we basically asked them for help on how could we get local companies to help us manufacture PPE. Um, and I think the first emergency was visors, where there was, there was no visors um, and everybody was really quite, quite um, um, struggled with that issue. And we worked with a, a company, actually one that we knew well, which was up in Scotland. Um, and they worked with some of our surgeons who were in our innovation centre and they basically went from a design through to manufacture, through to delivery of visors and I think we got 30,000 delivered in six days. Um, so one of the things that was really, I think, positive for Older Hay was being able to have that impact in terms of turning businesses back on, helping business repurpose what they do um, into helping the NHS. 
So that was, you know, something we never expected, actually. So, mm. you know, if you would have asked me 12 months ago, you know, what would I be doing in 12 months' time? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought we'd be working with businesses to repurpose their manufacturing into things that help the NHS. But what was really quite remarkable was just how willing um, folk were to help. Um, so that's been a big theme, and I've probably got about five or six things that we, we did on the manufacturing. Um, so we did visors, we did gowns, um, we've done these, um, Frank. So we've been developing the older hay um, mask. Oh, so we got these live in older hay a week before Boris came out with the new rules. So we're, we're working now with, the, um, with others in the city, the city council, and lots of trust across the country to try and get these into production to stop the spread. What's lovely about this mask is it's all made in Britain. Right. So one of the, my personal goals and one of the things that we did was we really focused on keeping it local and mm. um, helping you know, the country regenerate, creating jobs you know, and, and doing something which had that social responsibility. Mm. So that's became a new piece of work that I've been involved in and it's currently taken up all my time. So in terms of what we're doing now on innovation, it's very much around, you know, helping solve problems with things like this. Mm. So I don't know whether um, that probably covers everything. There's probably loads more to tell you, but just to give a bit of a, you know, a few sound bites on the type of stuff that we've been involved in. Now, it's fascinating, Claire. And I think, you know, what you've demonstrated is that, you know, in terms of being able to react to crisis management situation mm. uh, the hospital has done uh, an outstanding job uh, and I think what's sort of put you in good stead for that is the fact that you know uh, as an organization you have for many years now mm. worked hard to collaborate to cooperate to have those public private sector partnerships you, you're not a place that has barriers uh, you, you do go out and get yourselves out and about talking to other people and making those connections. So you're not contacting members of the left board and they're saying, Claire, who? You've got relationships with those guys already. And I think that's hugely important as we move forward, Claire, isn't it? Because yeah. Prior to the lockdown, um, you and I were involved in a fascinating discussion around the knowledge, which we've got big hopes for in Liverpool, of course. Yeah. And that's all about bringing that sort of risk-taking entrepreneurial spirit from the private sector, but that, you know, platform of great public sector services together to create something really special. It, it is, you know, and I think, you know, it wasn't until lockdown that we realised that, you know, the way older hay, you know, has grown, its culture has grown since moving into the new hospital. You know, it's an iconic building, isn't it? And the board are really clear that they want innovation to be part of the culture. Hmm. And by doing that is you're giving permission for people to try stuff. And it doesn't matter if you try and fail, because actually, if you're an innovative organisation, you try stuff because you don't know until you've tried. And that's, it was just a window of opportunity that we really had, you know, to, to try lots of things. Most of the stuff actually um, worked out well. Um, but the boards were very keen, that innovation and that problem-solving approach was a key part of our COVID response. And I think on reflection, it had two impacts, Frank. I think, number one, it's really give us, you know, lots of um, um, examples now of things you can get done you know if you put your mind to it yeah. and it, it's also given more folk in older hay an opportunity to get involved in innovation so it's been really really positive actually 
I think there's, there's so much to share in terms of how older hay felt. This is a window of opportunity um, where we can move forward with technology, we can move forward with digital, um, we can move forward with brand new clinical models of care that we probably wouldn't have ever thought of actually. Um, so it has given us that, that window, um, which is fantastic. Um, and what we're doing now is we're, we're, we're surfing the wave actually. So we're, we're in our phase two um, and there'll be more things that we want to do next. Um, we're currently looking at moving our A&E to um, include a virtual A&E. Um, it'll be the first in the UK. There's only one other one in the world, which is in the US. Um, so it's given our clinicians that, um, I guess that, um, that ambition, you know, that we can do stuff, we can get stuff done. And if you want to move at pace, you can. Um, so I think it's just, you know, in some ways, you know, I know the COVID's been a, you know, a pandemic and a, a real negative, and I know it's going to really impact the economy in the city. But out of that, I think we can create opportunity, you know, and working together in the city around innovation with our businesses and all of our capabilities is probably what we should be doing next, isn't it? Yeah. You know? And I think the words you used there was an interesting and, and an important one, which is permission, giving, <laughs> giving people permission to actually yeah. take a few risks. Yeah. Do things a little bit differently. <clears throat> and as I say, I think that, you know, Alder Hay's always been at the forefront. Yeah. Of being a unique organization, doing mm. some magnificent things, of course. And as I said at the opening, you know, you are an internationally recognized brand. But in terms of moving forward, yeah. what do you think the city, the city region can look forward to through those developments that we're all hoping happen at the knowledge course because as i say before lockdown yeah um, we were motoring but importantly you know it's good to see that some big investment has now been committed uh, mm -hmm. through bruntwood and lng and that partnership yeah. so you know there's certainly uh, reason to be optimistic i think that we can continue to develop that part of town yeah, I think it's a, it's a massive opportunity for the city and I think it's just what we've been waiting for. You know, I think, you know, folk will have different views on, on you know, why we're at this point in our journey as a city. But, you know, I think geography and having, you know, a place where people can co-create is, is, is quite important. And I think, you know, we're, we're really excited in Alder Hay about, um, about the spine. You know, we want to be right in the middle of that, you know, um, and, and part of the next phase of the journey. But I think, you know, where the city should be set and, you know, it's, it's kind of um, aspiration is we should be wanting to be the city for innovation in the UK, you know, the go-to place. You know, there isn't another city, which is the brand of the city is one of innovation. And I think Liverpool has, has got enough about it um, in terms of assets and size to make that happen. So I think we should really be flying the innovation flag. We should be working together more and we should be using, you know, this moment of opportunity with the knowledge quarter opening, you know, to, 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 to get stuff done. I think what Alder Hay, you know, really um, backs as a, as a mantra is getting stuff done. You know, I think, you know, one of the struggles, I think, with innovation is people can talk strategy and they can talk, you know, they can talk conceptually about it. But actually, what you need to be able to do is get stuff done, get impact, 
you know, done, whether it's for health services or whether it's for social care or whether it's for, you know, other businesses. So what I'd be really promoting is when we get the spine open, you know, and I'm talking to Colin about, you know, the, the details, there needs to be an engine room in there of folk who can get stuff done. We need them skills. We need them capabilities. We need to make them jobs who are people who know how to get it done. Because that's the whole thing about innovation. You know, other industries do it really, really well. You know, Unilever are a great asset, again, in the city. You know, they're globally known for innovation. So we can, you know, we can pluck from what they do and apply it, you know, to um, the knowledge quarter in terms of part of our, uh, our approach and our mantra. And I think that's probably been one of the struggles in the city. There's not that many people dedicated to doing innovation. Mm-hmm. It's in a lot of places because of, you know, financial restraints seen as a nice to have and not a must do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the challenge when there's, there's no people, you're not going to get stuff done, are you? So I think that's probably where Alder Hayer has made a move, you know, and it has dedicated resource, you know, um, to finding good talent and capability and innovation. So I think that's a, something for the city to consider in terms of its next phase, perhaps. Yeah, I know that Liverpool's recovery plan is big on innovation and I think it yeah. recognises those strengths and, and that aspirational approach that uh, that you're calling for there, Claire. Uh, and the knowledge quarter, of course, will be a key part and, and component of that, but not the only one. There's other parts of, of the city and city region, as you will know, um, yeah. that can uh, participate and contribute to that. But before we close, I just want to talk really about uh, what you see as uh, the lessons that we can learn as a country in terms of our health and care services, because, you know, take the politics out of this. Nobody can pretend that at the start of this crisis, we were prepared well enough for what we went into. And, and certainly that thing that you talk about being positive here in our city region of collaboration seems to me from the outside looking in, there wasn't that relative uh, engagement that was required between care services and health services. Uh, those sort of things being picked up now and being talked about now? Yeah, and I think, I think there's a, for me, <coughs> probably two things that have been, well, there's three, but I've talked about one of them, which is innovation. But I think, I think the collaboration across the Cheshire and Merseyside patch, you know, has always been, you know, something that's had its, you know, it's had its positives, but it's also had its challenges. You know, there are lots of organisations in Cheshire and Merseyside in health through at 18, which I think for, you know, um, for the geography is quite a lot, you know, and trying to get 18, you know, personalities, organisational personalities to work together, and that doesn't even include the, the social care, is hard. But I think the city and the Cheshire and Merseyside patch have come together I think it really has been a, a way of creating, you know, a vehicle to come together. So that's a de- definite learning and a positive about working together and actually we're stronger together. We can get stuff done better together because we can share talent, we can share ideas, we can share resource. And we've done that really well, actually, you know, and I think a lot of the stuff Alder Hayes done, you know, around procurement we have offered that out to Cheshire and Merseyside and said sorry for my little Frenchie um as a as as something to share I think the second thing for me you know in terms of the learning is I don't know this might be a little bit controversial but I think what we've seen with COVID is a three-week window where the digital agenda exploded 
So I think for, you know, I've worked in the health service since um, 2000, you know, and I've never seen a thrust behind us to allow us to do digital transformation quickly. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably a big lesson, isn't it, actually, as to why didn't we do it quickly before? What was stopping us? What was getting in the way? Why were we spending, you know, long, a lot of time thinking about it rather than doing it? And I think it's been a great window of opportunity to move many services to digital platforms now. Um, and that will never go back, um, which I think is great. You know, I was having a little look last night at the US to see what they're doing. They've done the same. Um, so of Asia, you know, so the world has transformed, actually. Yeah. So again, you know, I always like to put a positive spin on things. So if, if one thing will stay, I think, and I'm a massive backer of, it is digital transformation you know, but it does make you wonder, you know, why on earth didn't we, you know, press the button sooner? Yeah. You know. Great. Claire, do you know, it, it would have been very easy for me to get somebody on from the health service uh, to come on and, and have a very negative conversation today. Uh, rather than that, you've really uplifted me. You've, uh, you've certainly shown us that it's glass half full. As yeah. you rightly pointed out, there's lessons that have been learned. Um, but many positives and many opportunities uh, going forward. Uh, and certainly, you know, we look forward to working alongside Alder Hay in the future uh, and seeing you continue a fabulous journey in that important area of innovation, uh, which I know you'll be uh, leading and working with partners on, as I say, okay. certainly through the Knowledge Quarter project, but in many other areas as well. So thanks for your contribution today. No problem. I've enjoyed talking and telling you about a few of our stories. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Lovely. See you again soon, Claire. Take care. Bye Thank now. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.